0: Hey there, this is AJ. I'm so glad you've joined us today on Faith for My Generation podcast. I want to remind you that our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. And our mission is to create a resource of teachings that build strong faith in God. You know, that really is my prayer, that as you hear this message today, that the power of God's Word, anointed by the Holy Spirit, will stir up your most holy faith in Him so that you can be a light and a witness and a testimony of the living God in this earth. I pray that this message will richly bless you and increase you in spirit, soul, and in body. Now, let's get to the message. Uh, glad to have you on with me today. I'm gonna to be continuing. I see Toby jumping on. Hey, Miss Maddie McDonald, good to see you joining us as well. Uh, if you're joining us on Facebook YouTube on Instagram live once you give me a wave type hello whatever you wanna do just let me know you're watching because when you do that hey miss Sharon I see miss Sharon Sluder on there on Facebook as well when you do that uh, I can see you know whenever you're commenting I can see the names as they comment as people comment I see Jay Roberts on Instagram hope you're doing well alright well we're still in this series obviously day two Uh, We've got several more to go, but I'm very excited about today's uh, teaching um, in this series that's called When You Pray. Um, Yesterday, if you didn't see the broadcast, you can always go back and watch the replay on Gospel Tabernacle Church Facebook page or YouTube channel, uh, either one of those places. Make sure you like the page and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. Uh, That way, anytime we do anything in the future, you get notified of when it happens and you can always go back to it a lot easier to find it once you subscribed to the channels or like the pages. Uh, yesterday we talked about, we answered the question, why prayer? You know, wh- why did God choose prayer? Why is prayer important? What's the purpose of prayer? Um, I see Miss Nancy on here as well. Good to have you as well. Uh, what's the purpose of prayer? Well, we realize that we have a responsibility to pray. We're required to pray. Prayer is what is the foundation of our relationship with God, and prayer brings a reward. It's right for us to expect God to answer our prayers. Um, He promises us time and time and again in His Word, uh, not only does He command us to pray, He commands us, He tells us to pray. In fact, we saw that in Matthew chapter 6. Four different times Jesus says, when you pray, not if, never if, when you pray. And God expects us to pray. He commands us to pray so that we can have the answer of our prayer brought into our life, which we know, as we saw at the end of the teaching yesterday, is God's will. First John 5 14 tells us that if we pray anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have what we've asked of. So every answered prayer is the will of God being brought into the kingdom of the earth. This earth planet, this realm of people, that this current age of people and society on the earth. And we're going to get into the understanding of authority in prayer. You can see the title today is, When You Pray, Authority in Prayer. On Instagram, it keeps saying there's a poor connection. I don't know if maybe I need to run LTE. Uh, just I don't know if it stops it or starts it. Um, we're, going to get, we're going to talk about authority in prayer today when you pray, lesson number two, authority in prayer. And we're going to start the same place we're going to start every time that you meet with me during your lunch break, between 12 to 1, the rest of this week and next week. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, and Mark 11, 24. Those are our key scriptures. And I'm going to read Matthew 6, verse 5 to begin with today. Now, if you just jumped on, you're able to share the broadcast. Please share this broadcast. A lot of people that uh, have never even seen uh, the Gospel Tabernacle Ministry broadcast before uh, were able to watch and be a part of this. It's a different time in the day, different people on different activity. So it's it's really beneficial when you share the broadcast. I I would greatly appreciate it. All right, let's get started. Matthew chapter six, verse five. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites the fakers, the pretenders. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. You know, notice some people pray, they they just want to be seen by people. They just want to be called holy. Oh, aren't they just so holy and so pious? And oh, they just must be so close to God that they're just praying so loud for everyone to see. No, they're just fakers. They just desire to be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, verse 7, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. But they think that they will be heard for their many words. Verse 8, therefore do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. And then of course our other key verse all this week and next. Mark 11 verse 24. Mark 11 verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You know, both of those, that's a powerful prayer promise that, you know, I would encourage you, if you've not committed it to memory, commit it to memory. Write it on a note card. Put it on a note on your phone. Uh, let it, you know, pop up as a daily reminder, a set a reminder in your phone. And it come up at a certain time every day. Same thing with Matthew 6.6, 6, but, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut your door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly or will re- reward you Uh, before men, the same credit that these fakers were trying to do, except all they got was the reward of man. But the reward of the Father is the reward of his power and his might and his grace openly displayed in our lives. And so we're talking today about authority in prayer. And from both of those key scriptures, we can see this principle. You have a right to pray. You have a right to answered prayer. In fact, I want you to put that in the comments. This is the first thing I'm going to ask you to type today. I have a right to answered prayer. I have a right to answered prayer. And if you're watching this on the replay, you can type that in the comment section. I have a right to answered prayer. God doesn't expect you just to work through religious resuscitations. Uh, and it just, that's it. I've done my duty today. I've rehearsed this, you know, maybe it's the Lord's Prayer that we're going to get into in the next few days, probably starting tomorrow. I'm just going to rehearse the Lord's Prayer. And did you pray today? Yeah, it took me, you know, 17 seconds, but I did my praying for today. I just, you know, read, read through the Lord's Prayer. No, the Lord, He is good, He is just, and He has promised and given His covenant word that he will answer the prayers of faith he will answer those people who call on him in the name of jesus praying his will he will bring those things to pass in their life even if it has to move heaven and earth he'll do it because he will not allow his word to go forth and then return without producing what it's sent to do and we have a right to answered prayer as a child of God, as a born-again, spirit-filled believer, as a new creation in Christ, I have a right to answer prayer. You have a right to answer prayer. And that gives you an authority to pray. You know, the Bible talks about authority and power. And really, authority is a delegated, apow- delegated power. Authority is your power of attorney to do something on the behalf of someone else and we have an authority in christ jesus to pray god's word into the earth on the behalf of christ we have been given the name of jesus to pray the word of god on his behalf we pray god's will god's word into the earth to see thy kingdom come Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. We have that power of attorney to stand in the place of redeemed, born-again believer, to stand in the place of the righteousness of God in Christ and pray and and declare and command and, and petition those things that are the heart and desire of God to come to pass in the earth. And then God fulfills it. We have an expectation and we have a right to answered prayer. Now, you have to get this simple understanding of prayer, this foundational truth to prayer, down deep in the depth of your heart. That when I go to pray, that God hears me and God answers my prayer. Because if you think that praying is just an exercise that it's just something to do, it's just a chore, you won't see answers to prayer. If you don't believe, I know this is going to sound funny, but if you don't have faith in your own prayers, you, you, won't, you won't have faith to pray the things of God and see them to come pass in your life. You have to believe that, you know what I have right standing with God, not because it's something I've done, but by the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ. In my faith in Him, I have right standing with God and I have an authority in Christ Jesus to pray God's word and will and see it come to pass in my life. And I expect nothing less. See this is the this is the model. This is the way that God eternally planned, His will to be manifested in the earth is through mankind. And I want you to see this. This is the first point I want you to see today is that God gave man dominion. In fact, you can write that in the comment section. Right, God gave man dominion. And I want us to look at this in this principle, this biblical principle. Genesis 1 verse 26. We see it in the creation of man. I see Alex over here on Instagram. I enjoy everything you do, Alex. I love all your stuff. Last Gen Podcast is awesome. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. God gave man dominion. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Notice that. According to our likeness. And let them have dominion. Dominion. Make man in our image, our likeness, and let them have dominion, authority, a ruling power, a ruling power. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, cattle over all the earth, over creeping things that creeps on the earth. God's original plan before sin came into the earth before through the fall of Adam and Eve and sin and the curse of sin and everything that came with sin came into the earth. God's original plan was to make a man in his image and likeness and give him dominion and let him rule the earth according to his will. That plan that God originally had never changed. In fact, the entire Bible, the entire message of redemption is to get us back to the Garden of Eden, to get us back to the place. You see that in salvation. When we receive Christ as our Savior, we're brought back to the relationship that Adam and Eve had prior to sin, walking with God. We saw that yesterday, walking with God in the cool of the day. That got us back there. When we get saved, and we get born again and we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. We get brought back to this place of dominion. God invested in us his image, his likeness, his nature, his characteristics. Second uh, Peter chapter one tells us this: that when we're born again, we receive the divine nature of God. As a child of God, I'm not living out my nature. As a child of God, I had the divine nature of God made alive in me by the Holy Ghost. That's why it's not natural for a Christian to live in sin or to sin. It's against the nature, which is in a Christian, the divine nature. You actually have to go against your new nature, the divine nature, to sin. That's why when, if you sin, you get convicted because it ain't right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Oh man, that felt bad. Why did I do that? God, forgive me. Because you've got a new nature. And the reality is when we get saved, we're brought back to this original starting place that God gave man dominion. We can see this, there's another place where it shows it, all through the Bible, but just to make a quick point, because this may be something you've never heard before. I don't know, maybe it is. If you've heard it before, faith cometh by hearing and hearing, right? Not just hearing once. You've got to understand that you have dominion in the earth, in Christ Jesus. Psalms 115, verse 15. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Okay, we understand. The Lord made heaven and earth, right? Verse 16, The heaven, even the heavens, they're the Lord's. But the earth, he has given to the children of men. So the owner and creator of the earth, the Lord, has designated and given ownership of it to man. So that means we're responsible for the earth. We're responsible for what happens on the earth. So, you know, when people want to go and blame every crazy wild thing that happens on the earth to God, well, that was just the divine will of God. God has given the earth over to man. God has, he created it, he owns it, he made it, and he's given ownership. He's given managing rule of it. You know, Jesus, he tells a parable about this, that there was a vineyard owner. He owned this vineyard. And he went it was going to go away to a far country for a long time. And he gave he designated people to rule over it, to manage it, to make it produce. And he was going to come and over time he sent people to check up on it. And when these people came to check on it, these foremen came to check up check up on it, these workers killed them. And he said, Well, I'll send my son. Surely they'll respect my son. Then they killed his son. Then he comes and he does justice against these evil workers. Now, that's talking about, it's a kingdom of heaven parable in the book of Matthew, but it's a good example that God's given the earth over to man, and he's allowing a time for man to rule and reign in the earth. Now, the problem that happened was in the book of Genesis, as we know, in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve, they believed a lie. They believed the lie of Satan when Satan said, Has God really said you can't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Did God really say that? Did he really say that you would die? I mean, are you actually going to die? Are you sure about that? Did God really mean what he said? Was God serious? And Adam and Eve believed the lie. Well, actually, the book of 1 Timothy tells us that Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. Eve was deceived, and Adam willingly disobeyed after he saw his wife in deception. And at that point, Adam and Eve, the rightful heirs and managers of the earth, the, earth is, the Lord's given to the earth to the children of men, gave over, they gave over their authority to Satan. Adam and Eve gave their authority over. They relinquished the authority of the earth to Satan. Through deception, through sin, through the fall of Adam, Adam surrendered his authority to Satan. And so you can see who's responsible. Who's responsible for all this evil and wickedness in the earth? Satan is in those that yield themselves to Satan. Satan. The children of disobedience. In fact, I want you to see this. The next pl- next point I want you to see, or next scripture I want you to turn to is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says this. Well, I'll start at verse 3 for it's a, it'll make a full sentence. But even if our gospel is veiled or, or covered up, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who is the God of this age? If you're looking in your Bible, that G's a little g. So we know it's not... Jehovah God. It's not the Lord God. It's not Almighty God. It's not Jesus Christ. It's Satan. Satan is the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world at this point in time. Not eternally. Satan deceived and through sin, Adam surrendered his authority to Satan. Let me tell you something. Why is sin so dangerous? Every time you Commit sin. Every time you bring yourself to a place to choose to sin, you have voluntarily given yourself over, to some degree, to some degree, to the work of Satan. That's why you can't play with sin. You can't play with it. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live free from sin. He empowers us to live free from sin. Don't play with it modern day, a lot of modern day religion, oh, you know, it just doesn't, you know, how many knows that God doesn't really care about what we do. Amen. Uh, Amen. No, don't play with sin because when you yield to sin, you have given something of yourself over to the dominion of Satan. Don't play with it. It's not worth it. You know the saying, Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and make you pay a price higher, much higher than you wanted to pay. You know, I'm going to talk about this point in just a second, but but this is necessary to understand. Who you serve is who is your Lord. In Romans 6.16, it says this, Do you not know that... To whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Whoever I yield to, whoever I obey, whoever's word I receive, that is who is my Lord. And that's why it's so necessary to sever every tie with sin. Sever every tie with the old man. Renew the mind. Get, get everything of the past away. When Satan wants to bring in temptation, which is sin and seed form, that is yet to take root. No, my God, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Strengthen me, Lord. Keep me clean. Oh, create in me a clean heart, as, the, as D- David prayed in that Psalms. Now, I want a clean heart, a clean vessel. I want to be a, a vessel of, of gold and silver and precious stones set aside, sanctified for use in the house of God. Because that's what happened to Adam. He obeyed sin and it led to death. This is why Jesus had to come to the earth to undo Rectify or redeem us from the work of Adam, the work of sin. The book of Romans chapter 5 says the first Adam, he brought us into death. His works brought death. But the second Adam, who was obedient unto death, brought life, brought righteousness. And when Adam surrendered to Satan through sin, he gave over everything he had. Because here's the, end, here's the end of the story. End of the day. Brass tacks. Bare bones. You're going to serve someone. You'll either serve Jesus or you'll serve Satan. There is no middle ground. And if you think there's a middle ground, Satan's deceived you. That's a deception of Satan. There is no middle ground. There is no fence to ride. You have to be either with Jesus or you're with Satan. End of story. And the, the good news is, I mean, we can freely make Jesus Lord of our life and live for him all of our days. And he'll empower us to live a life victorious. Because I'm talking about authority in prayer. And what you're going to see is, through the redemption of Christ, in fact, this is the next thing I want you to see. Through the redemption of Christ Jesus, res- the authority that Adam lost and if Satan usurped, or took by deception Christ regained that authority back the authority that God gave to Adam on this earth over this earth Christ brought it back when he paid the price of the debt of sin I want you to see this Philippians chapter 2 is where we can see what Christ did in a nutshell in the plan of redemption Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He didn't consider it a a wrong thing to be equal with God, something to be held onto to be equal, but made himself of no reputation. Christ lowered himself. He emptied himself himself. He brought himself down to humanity, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, should bow of those in heaven, of earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ is Lord and to the glory of God the Father. Notice this, Jesus became obedient unto death, verse 8, and in doing so, the Father brought him up, exalted him, and exalted his name above every other name. Christ did what we couldn't do, live a sin, was born without sin, lived a sinless life, yet became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. He became he was a perfect, He was perfect in obedience, perfect in life, and he became our sin offering, so that he could restore the authority that God gave to man. You see that in verse 10? Every knee will bow at the name of Jesus, whether in heaven, earth, or under the earth. And every tongue will confess he's Lord. Jesus regained that authority that Satan stole. And here's the thing, it doesn't stop there. You might say, well, yeah, of course, yeah, Jesus has all authority, all power. Matthew 28, he says, I have all power. All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. It is. And since he has all power... And all authority, he has delegated to his body, you and I, his authority. We have a right in prayer. We have a right to answered prayer because we have a right to pray. Prayer is not only the privilege of a child of God, prayer is the divine right of a child of God. And as a born-again believer, you have the right to pray and to see the will of God come to pass in your life. You should have an expectation because Christ has brought you up to that place of right standing with God. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we, you and I, might become the righteousness of God in him. See, when you go to God in prayer, you don't have to go to God as some beggar, a beggarly, um, uh, broken down, busted, disgusted, uh, you know, whoa, I'm just a worm of the earth. In sin, you may have been, but now, in under the shed blood of Jesus, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Under the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're made a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're not a worm in the earth, in the dirt, wallowing around in sin and muck and mire. No, you've been saved. The Bible calls you a saint again and again and again, or a holy one. God refers to you as his saints, as his royal priesthood, as his kings and priests. That's who God sees you as because he sees you under the blood of Jesus. He sees sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ. And so that's the place where I pray from. When you go to God before prayer, and, and we're coming up, we're bringing this to a close in just a few minutes, and when we get done, we're going to pray again. So if you're watching, get your prayer requests re- ready. Laura's helping me again today. Best helper si- assistant ever. She's helping me today. So uh, if you've already written in some prayer requests, she's, I think she's making notes of those as well. But we're going to pray in just a little bit. And if you have any prayer requests, put them in the comment section. Uh, Instagram Live as well, we're going to pray. But when we pray then in just a few minutes, or any time you go before the Lord in prayer, and every day when you go to God before before Him in prayer, in your daily prayer, you should have a habit of daily prayer. If anything out of these next two weeks, I hope I encourage you is to have a habit of daily prayer. Amen. When you go to God before Him in prayer, don't go before him like someone that shouldn't be in his presence. Well, you know, I, I just feel like I, I don't have a right to say anything. I just, Lord, if you could, if you would, God, I, I'm not asking much, Lord. Uh, and I'm not trying to make fun of people. But if you have, if, if somehow or another dead religious thinking has gotten in your mind, you got to root that up with the word of God. Because the word of God tells us that we have authority with God because we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's not boasting, that's not bragging. That's simply rehearsing and repeating what God has said about us. How can I go wrong saying I am who God says I am? How can I go wrong saying I am who who God says I am? How can that be a lie? Who would know more? You, me, or the maker of all things. I think I'll default to his wisdom. If he says I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that means I can go before him as a child entering in the presence of the Father. We saw that, we've seen that two days in a row in Matthew 6. We go to the Father in the secret place. And he rewards us openly. Now, you're in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I want to go one verse above this because this is where we will finish out today. God gave man dominion. Through sin, Adam surrendered his dominion, his authority to Satan. Christ, through the work of redemption, paid the price to purchase that authority back And Christ has given you that authority that is in Him in prayer. He has given you authority in prayer. Matt, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God. Notice this. Paul's talking to the Corinthian church, of course, is led by the Holy Spirit, but this is not just to the Corinthian church. This is to anyone who has ears to hear. The Spirit of the Lord's saying, if you're in Christ, you're an ambassador for Christ, an emissary. You're a dignitary. You're someone who stands in the place on the behalf of God. You're standing there as though God were pleading, Through us, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf. As a born again believer, as a Christian, as a spirit filled believer, someone who has the Spirit of Christ in them, I stand on the behalf of God, on the behalf of Christ, and in the time of prayer, I pray God's will on his behalf. As an ambassador on the earth, I'm an agent of faith and prayer on the earth, praying the things of God's will in heaven and seeing them come to pass in the earth. The means by which God gets his work done on the earth is through the body of Christ, through you and through me. And we do that through prayer because Christ has given us the authority that we have in prayer. We're ambassadors. You know, we don't talk about ambassadors much in, in America because, you know, they don't run for election. They're appointed. It's not like a, a governor or mayor or a senator or a president, who you know, and they start their election campaign 20 months before we vote for them, and they beg us to vote for them, and they promise us everything under the entire moon. We'll send you checks. We'll do all this. We'll Just vote for us. Please just vote for us. We, but ambassadors, they're appointed, so we don't think about them that much. But what is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone that is appointed by the president and our, you know, a constitutional republic. We're Newsflash, we're not a democracy. People love saying that. We're a constitutional republic. And the president who is elected by the people gets, uh, appoints an ambassador. And that uh, ambassador goes to a country on behalf of the nation they represent. We are ambassadors, and God has put us on the earth. When we get born again, the point of salvation is not just solely to keep you from going to hell and get you to heaven, though that's a great, powerful part of it. That's not the only reason. If it were, why wouldn't God save you, then kill you? Because he wants to save you and redeem you so he can work through you. God saved you so he can fill you, so that he can work through you. And we are ambassadors, we are dignitaries, missionaries, we are stand-ins for Christ on the earth to share and declare and pray and petition His will. That's, That's what our obligation to God is. And in prayer, you have a right to pray the prayers of the Bible. You have a right to pray and bring your petitions and your desires before God as you see them line up with the Word of God. In fact, I want us to end here today uh, in our study portion in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to begin tomorrow as well in Matthew chapter 6 with what what people call the Lord's Prayer. I know that kind of sounds funny every time I say that because so many people just call it the Lord's Prayer. And I understand why a lot of, you know, A lot of headings in the Bible just says the Lord's Prayer. Uh, But it's the model prayer, is really what it is. It's the model prayer that Jesus taught. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, notice this: Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus tells us, Matthew 9, in this manner, pray. This is how you pray. How are you and I to pray? Well, we're to, we are to pray with authority, Lord, your kingdom come in my life. Your will be done in my life. What's your will? Well, you wrote it plainly here. Maybe there's a few things like where I should work, where I should live, where I should go to church. I believe the Holy Spirit's leading me to, those, to your will in those areas. But the overwhelming majority of how I live and what I do and what's required of me, it's right here. What the redemption promises, healing, prosperity, peace and fullness in my mind, it's right here in the Bible. And so I have the authority to pray, Lord, your kingdom come in my life, my family, my marriage, my children. Your will be done in my children's life in Jesus' name. In in my church, Lord, your kingdom come to pass in my church. Your will be manifested in my church, in the life of my pastor, in the lives of ministers throughout this nation. Your will and your kingdom be built in this nation in Jesus' name. We have an authority to pray that and expect it to come to pass. And here's the thing. If you and I have an authority to pray those things, and God will answer them, but we don't see them coming to pass, It's not God's fault, and God's not to blame. Have we dropped the ball? Have we allowed our physical eyes and ears to see and hear the report of the world so much that we just don't pray? Or when we pray, we pray doubt-filled prayers, fear-filled prayers? Are we praying faith-filled, word-filled prayers? Because those prayers always get answered. They have a 100% answer rate. And God has given this this authority. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, as I read to begin with, I read it to close. Mark 11, verse 24, you have an authority in prayer. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, therefore I say to you, whatever. I want you to type that in the comments section. Type, whatever. And it's going to look funny when people watch this back, just a bunch of people saying, whatever, whatever. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. God has given us, He has given us an authority, the name of Jesus, which is higher than any other name, the name in which every knee shall bow, whether in heaven, earth, or beneath the earth, He has given us that power of attorney. We have the right to use that name. We have the right to stand on the behalf of Christ using the name of Jesus to pray the will of God and see it come to pass when we believe it. Jesus said that in the book of John. He said, uh, up to this point, you've not asked me anything, but in that day, you will ask the Father in my name. And He will give you those things you've asked for, that your joy might be made full. See, that's the that's the life of prayer that Jesus expected for you and I to have—a life of answered prayer, so that our joy might be made full. So that our joy might be made full. Same thing in John fifteen seven. You know, ask of Me if you abide in My Word, and My Word abides in. Uh, in, in you, if you abide in my word and my word abides in you, you will ask anything and I'll do it for you. Anything. What, what, what if I have something that God don't want? Then the word, the word's abiding in you and you're abiding in the word. What do you want that's not in the word? You don't want anything that's not in the word. So you get the word in you, you're in the word, and then anything you ask, God brings it to pass because it's his will, because we've been conformed. Transformed to His will. This is a powerful revelation. When we get our heart right before God, when we realize that we're co-laboring with God, First Corinthians chapter three tells us this: that we're fellow workers with God. Second Corinthians six one tells us that we work with God, that we're co-laboring with God. I, I know I. Here I am on the second closing. 2 Corinthians 6.1. That was right after verses 20 and 21 that we read. 2 Corinthians 6.1. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. We're workers together with God. How do we work with God on the earth? Through our prayer, through our praying, praying the will of God. Praying that the kingdom of God come to pass in the earth. Praying that the will of God come to pass. Praying that the word of God come to pass. There's so many prayers. And you know, if you're watching, you want to... I made one. Pastor's got one. I've got a... It's just a cheat sheet, prayers for the world, prayers for the church. Pastor has a, uh, an outline that I'm going to be working with over the next few days, sharing as well how to pray through the Lord's Prayer. Any of those resources, we'll put them in the comments below. We can also get you physical copies as well. Anytime you join us here at Gospel Tabernacle. But God has so many prayers for us to pray. And if we just see these prayers and start praying these prayers and believing them to to see them come to pass in our lives, in our families, in our churches, it it will turn the world upside down. It will do what the apostles did to their world in the book of Acts, which is turn the world upside down. And I tell you what, you look at the world, as wacky and crazy as it is, it needs to be turned upside down. Because right now, it's wrong side up. (laughs) Everything's wrong side up. And we need to turn it right side back up and get it set back right on the truth of God. Jesus has given you his name. He has given you his name to pray in. He has given you his name to pray the prayers of God, to pray the word of God, to pray the will of God. John 16, 23, And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, Whatever you ask the Father, in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be made full. Amen. In the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus had this centurion. He came in Matthew chapter 8. This centurion comes to Jesus, and he's wanting healing for his servant. And Jesus said, sure, like always, I'll come heal them. Jesus never told anyone, I won't heal you. And still today, he's not saying, I won't heal you. And this centurion comes to Jesus, and he sends servants, and he says, you know, my my servant's sick, and I want you to heal them, master. And Jesus says, sure, I'll come. And, and, And then the centurion says, no, 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 no. I'm a Gentile. I'm not worthy for you to come under my house. You just send the word. And this is what that centurion said. He said, I'm a man of authority, and I am a man under authority. I have people who are under me. I say, go, and they go. Military command. See, that centurion understood authority because he was a man under authority. You know, people, sometimes they hear this about having authority in prayer, think they can just say anything they want to say, do anything they want to do, and God's just a genie going to do things. That's not the Bible way of praying. The Bible way of praying is, I am a man of authority because I am a man under authority. Under the authority and lordship of Jesus Christ, I have authority in Christ Jesus. I'm a man of authority because I am a man under authority. And under the authority of Christ, we have that delegated power, that authority of Christ to use his name, to pray the word of God, to see the will of God come to pass on the earth. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're coming up to the one o'clock hour and we're going to pray. I want you to pray with me wherever you're at. I'm thankful for you joining me today and I hope to see you tomorrow, same time, 12 p.m. tomorrow on your lunch break. I've been enjoying this time with you and I hope to see you tomorrow as well, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow, Wednesday. And of course, we have, we have Wednesday night service tomorrow night at 7 p.m. But if you're watching, you have any prayer requests, I want you to go ahead and put those in the comment section. If there's anything I can pray with you, I'm not gonna pray for you, I wanna pray with you. If there's something I can pray with you, Go ahead and put that in the comment section now. now. Instagram as well if you'd like to. If you're watching the replay, don't think, oh man, I missed it. I wish I could, they could have prayed with me. No, I want you to go ahead and type them in even if it is the replay. Even if it is something you have to message us. In the, com- in the description of this video, there's a link where you can go to our church website. We have a place you can always submit prayer requests. And we have a group of about 80 people that are constantly praying all the time, any time a prayer request comes past. And Laura's helping me today. She's so gracious to help me with that. So if you've got those prayer requests, get them on in. And I'm going to pray with you. And yesterday, uh, I, I, it was my fault. I mentioned, I know Lexa said her and her family are dealing with COVID, and I forgot to pray out loud on the broadcast last time uh, yesterday. Uh, I remembered afterwards, so I'm going to do it again today, continue to believe for healing for Alexis, you and your whole family. Uh, do we have any right now at this point? Okay, good. We don't have to have prayer requests. Amen. That's fine. You, don't, you, you can be at a place where you don't have to have them. I want you to pray with me. We are going to close out today's session in prayer. And I want you to pray with me. Um, at the beginning of this year, throughout this year, I believe we need to pray more and more prayers from the Word of God for the body of Christ. And that's what I want us to do. I want to spend us a few spend a few times. Wherever you're at. Uh, we got all right, Laura said we got some coming in. Okay, I see it on my side as well, Miss Sharon. Help for a loved one. Deliverance. Amen. Well, Jesus is the deliverer. He is the chain breaker. Hallelujah. And you know the anointing that we carry, Miss Sharon, as born-again believers, as spirit-filled believers. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 58 that the anointing in us breaks the bands of wickedness. And so I believe that uh, as we pray and stand together in agreement, that the anointing will break that yoke of bondage on this loved one that you're believing for for deliverance in Jesus' name. So let's go ahead and pray. And I want you to pray with me. Pray out loud. You know, pray out loud with me. Uh, Your coworkers already think you're crazy. It's okay. Just go ahead and, and, and submit. We got something else? Okay. All right, uh, Miss Beverly. Prayer for more people to seek God's. Fo-. Amen. I'm praying that as well. I'm praying that as well, Miss Beverly. We. I, I'm praying two main prayers this this year, and especially right now in these first few weeks of this month. Prayers for the church to be bold, and prayers for the harvest that many might be saved. If we and and those things are going to be answered, they're being answered right now. I'm seeing them already answered right now, and they're going to multiply. The answers in Jesus' name will multiply. So let's pray. Enough talking. Let's do some, some of these things that we've talked about today. In the name of Jesus, Father, I come before you. In Jesus' matchless name, the name above every name, I come before you, Father. Lord, we thank you that we can come into your presence, and we do it happily and joyfully, Lord. We do it with thanksgiving, Lord God. We do it with praise and worship, Lord God. We do it lifting you up, Lord, because you are holy. You are just and you are righteous and you are pure. You are good. You are faithful and just, Lord God. You are the righteous God of heaven. You are the creator of heaven and earth. You are maker of all things. Magnificent and and glory, filled with glory are you, Lord God. We glorify your name, Lord God. Full of majesty are you, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that you've made us sons and daughters that we are people of the covenant we're children of God we have the spirit of Christ in us and we thank you for it Lord God we thank you that we cry out Abba Father we thank you Lord that when we come before you that you hear our prayers we don't have to pray with vain repetitions saying the same thing over and over again no when we pray you hear us when we pray you answer us We thank you that your promise is when we call on you, you will answer us and show us great and mighty things because you're good and your mercy endures forever. Now, Father, I stand in agreement in the name of Jesus with Miss Sharon and for this loved one. In Jesus' name, we pray for deliverance for this precious person. We bind the work of Satan and his wickedness that would try to hurt and harm this person in Jesus' name. We command that devil to loose them in Jesus' name. And Father, we say deliverance come to pass by the authority and the anointing of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Lord, send forth laborers along this person's path that every way they turn, the Word of God is being sown into their ears and into their hearts so that they have a fruit, a harvest of righteousness come to pass in their life. In Jesus' name, and we curse the hand of Satan that would try to touch this person. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Father, we pray for the church and the body of Christ in America and the body of Christ in the nations of the earth, Lord. Let the body of Christ rise up in Jesus' name in authority and power that is in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let the spirit of boldness come up on us as a people in this nation, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for your promise, which is that if we will turn our face towards you, Lord, as a nation, Lord, you know, as a nation father i stand before you on behalf of my nation and i ask for mercy lord i ask for mercy not because we deserve it god but i ask for mercy so that people might be saved god give us more time in jesus name to preach the gospel lord and let us that are christians not take our jobs as soul winners and witnesses as a easy or a light thing lord god let us realize the necessity that is required, the requirement of us as a believer to tell people about Jesus, Lord God. Let us not be asleep in Jesus' name, Lord. Awake the sleepers in Jesus' name. Stir up the spirit of your people as you did in the book of Haggai, Lord God. Stir up the spirit of the people of God. Stir up the body of Christ in the United States of America. Don't let us become complacent, Lord God. Don't let us be indifferent about the eternity of millions of people in Jesus' name, Lord. Don't let us have an indifferent spirit that we would casually just go about life, Lord. Stir us up, God, in Jesus' name, that we would do the work of the Lord. Haggai one fourteen. when the Spirit of the Lord stirred up the remnant of the people and Joshua and Zerubbabel, they went into the house of the Lord and they did the work of the Lord. Let there be a stirring in this church in gospel tabernacle church let there be a stirring in the churches of Lawrence County Dry, blow out all the dead all the deadness in the churches of America all the dead religion in Jesus name let every let every treasonous spirit and every teacher of the way of Balaam be driven out of the churches in America in Jesus name so that what is left is righteous people serving a righteous God, preaching the truth of righteousness, that many might be saved, Lord. Let us return to biblical truth, for that's the only way people desire and hear to come to Christ. And when people see the real Bible truth, they get set on fire, Lord. Set us on fire in Jesus' name. Let the fire of God burn hotter in us than ever before. In Jesus' name, Lord, hallelujah. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Fill us with the fruits of righteousness. Fill us with a supernatural fulfillment, Lord, in Jesus' name, for we're hungrier than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that you've joined me. I'm thankful that you've joined me on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. If you're listening to the podcast on Gospel Tabernacle Church Podcast or Faith for My Generation Podcast, I'm thankful that you took time to be a part and to listen, to grow in the Word of God. You know, it's like Pastor Summerall said, when you feed your faith, you'll starve your doubts. And I believe that to be true even to this day. The more you feed your faith, the more those doubts get starved out and pushed out of your life. Now remember, tomorrow... Wednesday, third session, we're going to talk about how to enter into the presence of God in the time of prayer. We're going to talk how to enter into the presence of God in the time of your prayer. Starting tomorrow, 12 p.m., 12 to 1, when you pray. We'll continue on then. I hope to see you then. If you haven't shared the broadcast, go ahead and do it again. And as people are scrolling throughout the day, they'll be able to hear this teaching as well. All right. Thanks so much. And God bless you. Hey, I want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of Faith for My Generation podcast channel. Please do us a favor, leave a five-star review. It helps us get this message of the gospel and the word of God out in front of more people. It really does help. And until next time, remember, we are the faithful. God bless.